Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. So earlier this week, I thought what we'd like to do is, because we like to uh, ask Catherine, Linda, and Michelle to come on the show as often as possible for our Beauties and the Beast segments, I thought maybe we could have a conversation about a couple of things. And they were all, they were both going to be about the Conservative Party of Canada because they are now restarting the party leadership race publicly with two candidates debates taking place this week. But then we had, uh, yesterday, uh, the development of the confrontation, if you will, between the Aaron O'Toole campaign, which is accusing the Peter McKay campaign of stealing campaign information and demanding a police investigation. So that happened. And that sort of pushed my initial question, which was, is the Conservative Party of Canada a force in Canadian politics, or has the party squandered its opportunities post-last October's federal election when the Conservatives had more national popular voter support than the Liberals? But let's put all of, let's squash all of that together. And uh, welcome back, Catherine Swift, WorkingCanadians.ca, former president CEO of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Roy. Michelle Simpson, former Liberal Member of Parliament and seatmate to the... Oh, I didn't even mention Justin Trudeau. That doesn't happen often. Uh, but seatmate, uh, former seatmate to Justin Trudeau during question period. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Roy, and that's starting to leave a scar. <laughs> You're <too> starting? <laughs> You're starting too much. Linda Leatherdale, former money editor of the Toronto Sun and uh, vice president of Cambria, Canada. How are you, Ms. Leatherdale? I'm doing great, Roy, and happy Dad's Day. Happy Dad's Day to all the dads. Indeed. So Yes. Catherine, let's start with you. You're a member of the Conservative Party of Canada. You've talked about that on the show. And I admit it on national radio. (laughs) And so now you have to provide us with an assessment of what's going on. And we talked with Leslin Lewis a little earlier in the program, who's also running for the leadership of the Conservative Party. So what's going on within the party? You've got the O'Toole and the McKay campaigns at each other's throats. You have the, the two debates. And honestly, I wasn't impressed, terribly impressed with either one of them. Um, put some context and texture to this. Okay, well, um, I did hear your interview with Leslie. I was interested to hear it uh, earlier, Roy. And um, uh, it, the, the general thinking, first of all, the leadership race is getting down to the short strokes, which means everybody's attacking each other. Every single political party does this. Uh, you might, you know, hearken back to the last liberal uh, you know, leadership uh, contest when Trudeau ended up winning it, but there was a number of other candidates, and a lot of the shots taken at Trudeau, of course, came back to haunt them later because some of them were people like Mark Garneau who ended up being in, in caucus and cabinet. But, you know, so that kind of thing's expected. I have no idea. This latest flap over, you know, whether they stole, you know, they hacked into things and stole information, it hasn't been proven. I don't know. I don't know if it's correct or not. We haven't seen anything. Uh, but you can totally expect them to be t- attacking each other. They are the two front runners. But currently, the, the, it, you know, unless something shocking changes, it does look like McKay is the front runner. The interesting thing, of course, that everybody's debating is, will he win on the first ballot? And if he doesn't, then the speculation, again, it's all speculation, but is that the social conservative uh, candidates 
uh, Leslyn Lewis and uh, and Derek Sloan, um, uh, may well throw their support behind Aaron O'Toole, and he could end up winning. So anyway, that's, like I say, this is the current speculation for what it's worth. I guess we'll see how this latest accusation plays out. But again, I don't, I don't put a lot of stock in it. Leadership rates, races always get ugly toward the end, and this vote's going to happen in August. So we're getting down to the, you know, the deadline. Yeah. So we're on the same team, but we hit each other's guts. That's kind of how it yeah, goes. Temporarily. And then yeah, temporarily. Temporarily. Let me throw some of that liquid into your steak that's coming off the barbecue, and if it doesn't taste right, then eat it anyway. Uh, <laughs> Michelle, you're the former member of Parliament. You ran uh, in office. You sat with the uh, with the current Prime Minister, and you're a good, uh, um, uh, a great assessor of what's going on in politics. As you look at the Conservative Party of Canada right now, and you think back to October the 21st, when they actually ended up with more of the popular vote nationally than the currently governing minority Liberals, is the Conservative Party, has the Conservative Party rather squandered opportunities since the 21st of October? Do you think that they've, they've, they've let opportunities slide by? Honestly, I do. And this isn't because I was formerly a liberal. You know, I've been watching it and following it. I think the first mistake was, I think Andrew Scheer stayed on well past his best before date. And I know the pandemic issue but uh he stayed on too long and uh, i'm with you roy i'm not excited about either one uh, or the other no it just I seems to me you, like they've I mean, squandered this wandered opportunity that there was that was there waiting for them now i heard something the other day that i i'm sure still not sure if i heard the right thing or not if i heard the actual words or whether it was some crazy misfire in a synapse in my brain but I was speaking with Linda Leatherdale, Vice President of Cambria, Canada, former Muddy Editor of the Toronto Sun. Did I hear you say that you're drifting to the left, or am I losing my mind? <laughs> please, please, forgive me. No, on some issues, I probably do go to the left, but on most, I tend to go to the right. So, <laughs> you've accused me of that before, Roy. <laughs> so, well, <laughs> well, no, you actually said the words. I thought no, you did, no. anyway. I think uh, in the state of the world right now, there's yeah, so yeah. much well, going on. But there's a lot so, to think about. There's yeah. a lot to think about. But so when you think about the Conservative Party of Canada, yes. do you think they're squandering, they've squandered opportunities since the 21st of October? Absolutely. This is one of the biggest events happening, not just here in Canada, but around the world. Uh, and I'm talking about we could be back into the Great Depression. We have not seen any opposition. There should have been more outcry on proroguing Parliament and so many different things. But I, too, like Michelle and... Uh, um, and, and my good friend, Catherine, um, I've been watching this carefully. First of all, I want to say I listened in to Leslie uh, Lewis, great interview, Roy, and uh, I think it's nice to see a woman, but I want to say it again. I wish it had been Catherine Swift. Um, going back to the debate. She should have yeah. run. You should have run. You should have run. Yeah. It's hard to politically incorrect to be a politician, but we won't go there. Okay. But when you go back to the leaders, you know, Aaron O'Toole and Peter McKay and the stupid, like, you know, fighting. And I get it, Catherine. They are fighting and, and the backfighting. Yeah. But let's talk about this. The French language, Aaron O'Toole was far more feisty. Then it comes to the English debate, and they were both like milk toast. It was almost a disappointment. And when you look at the issues, you have to dig onto their websites to see who's actually doing what and who's stealing what or whatever. 
But I got to say, I do like some of the things Peter McKay's saying, as long as there's meat on the bones. For example, the CRA does treat small businesses like tax cheats. We, right now, the biggest issue is all of our small businesses in this country. There's bailouts here, there's bailouts there, there's Serbs, there's whatever. A lot of small businesses are struggling, and I worry about the big guys, the oligopolies getting even stronger, and the true competition on Main Street getting wiped out. So Peter McKay, further, so- There are a few people who know more about small business than... Uh, Catherine. Then Catherine, Catherine. So let, let's let's feed this into the conversation. You know, I've been speaking with uh, with uh, Dan Kelly, who followed yep. you and is currently the CEO and CF, uh, of CFIB. But let's feed this into the conversation. And I want to ask you something as well. Uh, it's easy for me to sit here and say, look, in my view, the conservatives have squandered opportunities that presented themselves before and after the twenty first of October. But let's bring this into the into into focus as well. Does the Conservative Party get the kind of um, media coverage that it should that the Liberals do? Well, the fact that CBC did not air the debates live, what, what's that all about? This so-called national network that we all pump tax dollars into did not cover live the debates? What, what a disgrace, a total disgrace that is. Uh, so that's, you know, for starters, let alone the imbalance coverage we see in an awful lot of the media, present company accepted, of course. But, you know, to get to, to refer back to both, both Michelle and Linda, I mean, I am a card-carrying conservative right now. I have been for a couple of years. And I totally agree they've squandered tons of opportunities. Uh, and I agree, Michelle, yes, Sheer did stay on much too long. The COVID thing, of course, messed everybody up big time. But let's also not forget, we have a tyrannical prime minister who has shut down parliament. Can you imagine, remember, even before the COVID thing, remember he excluded the conservative leader from meetings? Yes. That, that was yeah. early in the day? Yes. Can you imagine a conservative excluding the liberal leader? And he had just got more popular votes, as you referred to earlier. So we have a prime minister who is being led away with murder in terms of our democracy and our, par- and our parliament system. And to a certain point, mind you, I would be, I would be ripping my hair out if I were Andrew Scheer right now. Uh, and he does some, you know, he does some nice videos on social media. But, <laughs> you know, this this is an outrageous situation that they've been put in, and a lot of our media is enabling this garbage by the current liberal government, and shame on them. I don't understand why, if 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 our prime minister did know about the allegations against this person and as did the RCMP or whoever investigated him, it's pretty cut and dry what you can say and what you can't say. Um, Ms. Galliford, former RCMP officer, who in November of 2011 publicly stated in Canada that she'd been sexually harassed uh, within the RCMP, and that began a really national conversation and investigation into the RCMP and systemic sexual harassment, which has been going on for decades, because if you go back to the 1980s, you can find stories where Sheila Copps, when she was a liberal member of parliament, was uh, engaged in conversation about uh, the allegations of sexual harassment within the RCMP. So, um, Catherine Galliford on the show with us earlier, speaking about that, and really what she was talking about when it comes to Mr. Trudeau is, Again, um, Tabara, the, uh, the now former liberal MP, he's stepped back from the caucus, Marlon Tabara, 
has been criminally charged, and uh, we're not going to talk about the criminal charges, but the question also, and the CBC had a report, that the Liberals had an investigation of Tabara prior to last year's federal election, and they found some concerns or some support for uh, claims that claims have been made of sexual harassment by Tabara toward a woman. And uh, Trudeau won't answer that. He, he won't say whether, he doesn't say the report didn't take place, but he will not say whether he saw it. And uh, and so the question is, did he? And and if he did, why would he sign the nomination papers for, for Mr. Tabara? So we're not getting all the truth from, or at least not getting what we think should be we should be hearing from Trudeau. Back to Catherine Swift, Michelle Simpson, Linda Leatherdale. I don't know if I, I've explained this properly, uh, Michelle, but uh, what are you hearing from your former seatmate? Well, there is no question in my mind that he knew prior to signing it because the complaint, this is my theory, originated on the Hill within the House of Commons. That So he knew about the complaint. Uh, why he signed it, I believe that they were going to scuttle it, or perhaps there was a he said, she said situation. And uh, it was probably very close to when he had to sign the papers and decided to go with uh, Mr. Tabera. Well, it's interesting, though, Michelle. Actually, every every uh, you know story I've read about this says that the the complaints back in the day were substantiated. There was, you know, there wasn't just smoke; there was fire. So I don't even think it was he said she said again. I'm just saying this is from all I've read, and I've read a whole bunch of different accounts of it. Yeah. So you know, and let's. let's now we're talking about the Liberal Party's investigation. Yes. Oh, yes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, they said they, they in every single story I've read, they've said there were complaints and they were substantiated. So there was something going on basically that was off, offside. But let's not forget, back in 2014, and it was a while ago now, that Trudeau cut loose two of his MPs, and again there were charges. And do you, do you remember he said, "Oh, it's it's oh, private." It's that, yeah. And those people's careers were ruined. Yeah. And there was never. And anyway, maybe they were guilty, but we we never knew that. Maybe they weren't. And at that, at that very same year, the whole House of Commons, with all party support, put in a policy that any of these situations that came up were supposed to be reported to the House of Commons Human Resources Office. And so the Liberals should have done that, and they, oh, they loved that policy at the time. But the hypocrites, hypocrite Trudeau, uh, they did not report it to the House of Commons. You know, they did an internal investigation. And we all know what that's like. What really, Linda, what really bothers me about this is Mr. Trudeau has made such a case for being now the steward of uh, equitable treatment for everyone. He was the steward against, he would make sure that harassment didn't take place. He won't answer. He will not answer a fundamental question, but did you see the report and did you sign the papers of Mr. Tabara after you saw the report that Catherine was just uh, talking about? It's it's almost as though he just feels he doesn't have a need to answer questions the Canadians have the right to answer, to hear. And he should answer. And I agree with Catherine. He has to answer. Yeah, where there's smoke, there's fire. And come on, there's so many issues that he takes on, you know, Indigenous, unfairness, this and that, whatever. Women's rights are, are equally as important. And we've talked about it on your show, Roy, I think... Catherine, Michelle, and I have all been victims of some sort of harassment sexual in the workplace. 
And so, you know, to be able to sign the papers and then not want to have accountability on this, it's wrong. You've got to come straight because it is an important issue. And but have you noticed... All have our you, daughters out there, by the way. Have you, have you noticed, in the few seconds we have left, have you, not, have you noticed that he just seems to slip away yeah, from these issues? Yeah, slip away, Roy. I'm sorry. The media no, lets them slip away. So, hey, why wouldn't he if he can get away with it? But let's not ever forget when he yeah. was accused, after saying about every other man that was in this situation, that the woman is always right... When he was accused of groping somebody, and that woman came out and said, yes, it did happen, he said she experienced things differently. I have to stop you there. Listen, I'm also going to say to you, not all media. There are no, some, not all. There's some really great media, great journalists, great reporters and yes. columnists yes. and opinion media. It just has to be, he has to know that he has to answer questions. Beauties, thank you so much. We'll do this again real soon. Thank you, Roy. Thank you, Roy. Catherine Swift, Linda Leatherdale, Michelle Simpson on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. If you want to hear more, subscribe to the Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.